The Penn State defense does it again, pitching a shutout, and Penn State comes full circle against Indiana in Week 5. I'm Kevin McGuire. Thank you for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. Well, let's get into it. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everybody, welcome into today's edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast where we have yet another victory by Penn State football to discuss and react to and we will do plenty of that today as Penn State comes off a 24-0 victory against the Indiana Hoosiers. I will share my thoughts, my initial post-game reactions and yeah, at some point we're going to turn the page and start looking forward to the Week 6 matchup with the Iowa Hawkeyes because that one is going to be just too good to hold off too long on and we're going to have a lot to say all throughout the week. Uh, regarding that Penn State-Iowa matchup. So make sure you're listening to the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast every single day this week. Catching us on YouTube. We've got our YouTube channel up and running. You can leave comments. If you're watching this video on YouTube right now, let me know your thoughts about this Penn State victory. And of course, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you get notified every time we post a new video onto the YouTube channel. And of course, we're going to get back into highlighting some of your YouTube comments of the day. So leave a good comment. I'll bring it into tomorrow podcast as well so lots of other ways to stay connected with the podcast we want to make sure you're listening in audio form we're available on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast it's totally free to listen on every podcasting platform under the sun so make sure you find the one that works for you subscribe and follow the locked on nittany lines podcast give us a rating and a review if you really want to help us out as we continue to grow this podcast during what is turning in to a very fun penn state season you can also reach out to us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. And of course, tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode, and we'll try to include and respond to as many as we possibly can in tomorrow's podcast. We'll also throw in some of those YouTube comments as well. So if, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment down below. If there's any good comments or questions that we can bring into the conversation tomorrow. And there is a lot of stuff to talk about regarding where Penn State is right now and where they could potentially still be going. Now, James Franklin is going to be one of those guys who is just going to focus on one game at a time. It has worked for the most part during his tenure as head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions. Fully expect that that's going to be the approach going into what is shaping up to be a massive game against the Iowa Hawkeyes coming up in week six. But before we even talk about that Iowa game, let's talk about this Indiana game. Because I feel as though we saw a pretty good all-around performance by Penn State. Probably their best all-around game so far this season against an opponent that is certainly having some struggles this year, but it's better than Ball State. And Ball State is not the team that I thought they turned out to be uh, going into the season. So I think you can take a little bit more emphasis of, on the positive side about what Penn State was doing against Indiana. Again, a team that is having their struggles. There's no question about that. This is not the same Indiana team we saw a year ago. I still think Indiana has potential to be a dangerous team. You know, obviously, they got blown up by Iowa in the season opener. Uh, game got away from them against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Cincinnati, big win over the weekend, by the way. But I do feel like you can take a lot of confidence from this Penn State performance. First of all, the defense. My goodness, the defense just continues to shine in the spotlight. It, pitching a shutout against the Indiana Hoosiers, I didn't see that one coming. I thought that Indiana was going to struggle to score some points. I didn't think that they would struggle to score any points. And Penn State's defense, once again, setting the tone right from the start. They've gotten off to some really good starts this season in every game that they've played. I know they gave up a couple early points to Auburn a couple weeks back, but overall, this defense continues to set the tone. And when you have an offense 
that is making big plays through the air with Sean Clifford and Jihad Dotson, Parker Washington getting involved at times, not as much in this particular game, but you are seeing an offense that is building confidence through the air. And that is the biggest difference that we've seen out of Penn State, especially with Sean Clifford from last season into this season. And it's paying off. You know, that's why Penn State is 5-0 going into a big week six matchup against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, but I feel as though the defense is where the bread and butter for Penn State is right now. Again, pitching a shutout, getting a couple sacks, uh, crossing, uh, forcing a couple of interceptions in the second half that really kind of slammed the door shut on any chance that Indiana was going to have to make this game at least interesting in the second half. So kudos to the defense. Brent Pry, defense coordinator there, is just, uh, he's on fire right now. This defense is not making a whole ton of mistakes. They're not making really any mistakes. Uh, they really shored up things a little bit more against the run. That was good to see. Speaking of the run, Penn State finally got a running game involved on offense and kind of spreading the football around a little bit. It's not taking shape the way that I envisioned it with Noah Kane being the de facto uh, leading rusher for this team. Obviously, he's been banged up and that is a concern moving forward, but we're seeing more John Lovett get involved. Uh, that's positive to see. You can see the impact he's having, not just running the football, but also putting on some blocks too. Uh, if you watch the game film, he had some really good blocks uh, that protected Sean Clifford a little bit too in pass protection. So that is good to see. Uh, Kevon Lee, uh, the leading rusher for this game uh, against Indiana, he continues to be making some really good plays. You can see a really good effort out of him. He can run the football. He's got some good bursts and he's making some good on-the-fly decisions as well. So all things considered, the running game, had its best performance this season. Not statistically, that was still against Ball State a couple weeks back, but I think with the, the concern that we have had the last couple of weeks about the lack of a running game, I think being able to put together over 200 yards of rushing as a team uh, on the ground against uh, Indian, Indiana defense, it's a step in the right direction. So we'll see where they go from here. They still have some really good defenses that they're going to have to continue doing that against, and I'm not entirely confident that the problems are 100% solved yet, but it's encouraging. And that's really all I was asking for out of this particular game. Because I thought that Penn State was going to win this game. I thought it was going to be a 31-17 game. I said that how many times last week on the podcast and in radio interviews. I thought Penn State was going to win 31-17. They win 24-0. So a touchdown shy of my point total. But you know what? When you don't give up any points, you don't have to score many points. So that was the case for Penn State in this game. You get the win. You're 5-0. and And it's very fitting that you get off to a 5-0 start by clinching a win against the Indiana Hoosiers, the same team that got your 0-5 season started a year ago in that controversial fashion. No controversy here. There was a little bit of an early play where Michael Penix uh, seemed like he may have had a first down or there was a little bit of a question about the, the, the point of view of the camera down the line near the end zone. And I know I put it out on Twitter. I was like, oh, I was hoping we weren't going to have to wait very long for a controversial instant replay involving Michael Penix and a bizarre off-angle camera replay. Uh, fortunately, that meant nothing because Penn State comes up with a big fourth down stop, cashes in later on. Again, it was just a really good all-around performance. They got the breaks to go their way because they made the breaks go their way. So kudos to Penn State, especially on the defensive side of the football. Not a huge game in terms of passing yards from Sean Clifford. Didn't need to be. He still had three touchdowns, two of them going to Jihad Dotson. Uh, Dotson and Clifford both continue to move up the all-time career passing and receiving list uh, for yardage and for touchdowns, and that's only going to continue to climb. They do have the new record in Penn State history for the most touchdown connections between a quarterback and a wide receiver, now with 18 setting the record previously held by, I believe, Todd Blackledge and Kenny Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, 
that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but you know what? You, this is uh, turning into a pretty fun season, pretty good offense. I'm ready to say Penn State is not a great team, but they are a darn good team right now. We'll see how good they are this coming week against the Iowa Hawkeyes. But I've got a few more things I want to say about this game and the weekend overall coming up in our next segment. We're into the month of October, but it is never too late to get involved with some daily fantasy football. And the best place to do that is with the Prize Picks app. You can get involved with some college football daily fantasy this weekend by downloading the app from the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. And it's really easy to get started. You can do so in less than 60 seconds. All you got to do is pick two to five players and choose whether or not they're going to go over or under a variety of statistical projections. And it's that simple. Once you are signed up and make your initial deposit, make sure you use the promo code Locked On. And Price Picks is going to give you up to $100 in instant bonus by using that promo code. So take advantage of that right now and start making your picks today on the Price Picks app. Once again, you can find it on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get started in as little as 60 seconds. Just want to say real quick, thank you so much for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. If you are following us on YouTube or if you follow us on the podcasting platforms, thank you so much for stopping by. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to leave a comment down below and give this video a thumbs up. That'll really help us out as we continue to grow the YouTube channel. Also, don't forget tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. So send in your questions, your comments about Penn State, the Big Ten, or college football in general, or any fun off-topic conversation points you want to have brought to the discussion. Fire away. At LockedOnNittany is the Twitter account. We'll answer any and all questions that you guys have as long as you get them in before we hit record for tomorrow's episode. So lots of fun stuff to come our way this weekend. We've got a big game to look forward to with Penn State hitting the road against Iowa. A couple quick takeaways that I want to just readdress one more time from this Indiana victory. 24-0 once again for Penn State against the Indiana Hoosiers. The Penn State defense is championship caliber, at least as far as the Big Ten is concerned. I'm not saying they're on the same level as the Georgia Bulldogs right now. I think Georgia's got easily the best defense in the country. But Penn State's defense is what's going to give Penn State a chance, or the best chance, to win every game remaining on their schedule. That includes this upcoming weekend against Iowa. That includes a road trip out to Ohio State. I'm not saying Penn State wins those games. I'm not saying Penn State should be the favorite in those games. But Penn State will have a defense that is going to give them every opportunity to come out of those games with a win, not to mention the games against Michigan, Michigan State, the rest of the Big Ten East that they still have to go through. So this defense is legit. I think we've seen that now through five games. Uh, there's no real weak points as far as this defense is concerned. And even if they do struggle against the run at times, we have seen already they can win gritty. They can force the turnovers when they need them. They come up with the big stops when they need them. You can trust this defense to carry Penn State onto a Big Ten championship push. Again, not saying that it's going to win them a Big Ten championship, but this defense is the biggest ingredient why this Penn State team is capable of being not only in the Big Ten championship hunt, but maybe even a spot in the college football playoff. Still have to improve things, though. Obviously, we know that we need to see more consistency out of this running game. We've seen now two games where they've gone over 200 yards against Ball State and Indiana. We've seen a couple games where they've gone under 100 yards, including the two games leading up to this game against Auburn and Villanova of all teams. So I think moving forward, especially against a tough defense like Iowa this weekend, you still want to see if this running game is going to be able to spread the ball around and get production. Even if you don't have a guy going for 100 yards, do you have consistency with making some big runs uh, and certainly extending drives and not getting balled up behind the line of scrimmage? 
It happens at times, we get it, but I think overall you want to see some steps forward for the running game. I think you saw some of that against Indiana, but let's see what carries over into this week six matchup against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And Sean Clifford, once again, not making mistakes. He did have the, his biggest mistake so far this season. His interception, I think, is one where you can kind of be a little bit critical of him. I think he just missed a read on a defender dropping into coverage and stepping in front of the play. It was a nice play by Indiana, but of the three interceptions this season, that's probably the first one you can throw any criticism at him for. But overall, I think we're still seeing a very confident Sean Clifford, and he's the biggest reason why Penn State was 0-5 last year, and now they're 5-0 this year. There were other reasons for both of those, but he is the biggest change in a positive direction for Penn State compared to what we saw out of this team at the start of last season. So Sean Clifford continues to be a very confident passer. He's making some big plays. He's extending plays and allowing his receivers to get open. And when Jahad Dotson gets open, look out because defenses are going to pay for that. We saw that again against Indiana. And this is an offense there. You can have a little bit more trust in what they're going to do throwing the football. It wasn't the biggest, Nate. Uh, wasn't the biggest night, I think, for Sean Clifford as far as the box score is indicating, especially after throwing for 400 yards the previous week. But all things considered, another solid all-around performance out of Sean Clifford. Nothing really to complain about there. So that's why all the pieces seem to be there with this particular game. And now you want to see if they can take that on the road once again. Uh, just their second road game this season outside of the season opener against Wisconsin. It's going to be another tough defensive battle. I don't expect a lot of points, but... This is going to be a team that is fully capable of getting out of Iowa with a scrappy win. And that's even after I saw what Iowa did against Maryland with, what, seven interceptions against a Maryland offense and Talia Tongaloola, who had been the most productive and the highest rated passer in the Big Ten up until Friday night when Iowa just picked him apart with five interceptions, I believe it was, before he ended up being pulled from the game uh, with the game all to be decided in the fourth quarter. I thought Maryland was going to give Iowa a much better fight, and Iowa just came ready to deliver a knockout punch right from the start. So, very impressive performance by Iowa. Certainly not looking ahead to their matchup against Penn State, but as I wrote on Nittany Lions Wire, that this Iowa team looks like they are primed and ready for what is about to come their way next weekend against Penn State. So Penn State's got their hands full. There's no question about that. And again, we're going to talk about this game all week long. We're already setting up our crossover with our friend Andrew Wade over from Locked On Hawkeyes. That's going to be a lot of fun later this week. Uh, but this is a massive matchup. And some people are going to throw the idea that this is a playoff elimination game at you. I'm not necessarily buying that, especially with what Penn State still has ahead of them. I think there's a possibility there. Penn State could lose this game and still find themselves in the playoff conversation because we could see a rematch in the Big Ten Championship game. Again, I don't like getting too far ahead of ourselves, and I like to let the season play out itself a little bit, but I think when you start to take a look at the landscape around college football right now, we know that there are two great teams in college football. That's Alabama and Georgia. Penn State is a really good team. Iowa is a really good team. And both of them are in a position now where they can take advantage of the schedule. They can take advantage of what's happening around the country. And if they can just take care of their own business, they're going to be in the playoff hunt as well. But for Penn State, I think the challenge is going to be a little bit more difficult than it will be for Iowa because Penn State plays in a Big Ten East now that has Ohio State seems to have figured things out. Uh, Michigan continues to put together some really impressive showings. Again, another solid victory for Michigan against the Wisconsin Badgers. So maybe we reevaluate the value of a win against Wisconsin right now because Wisconsin has just one win this season. They've been defeated at home by Penn State. They, they just lost to Michigan. They had the bottom fall out against Notre Dame. 
This is not a really good Wisconsin team right now. So I don't know how much value we put in that win right now as we look back at it and kind of reevaluate where things are a month into the season. I still think Penn State is a really good team. I don't think Wisconsin is. Uh, Wisconsin now has one win this season. That is half as many wins as the team they're going to be playing this weekend against Illinois, who just picked up their second win. If you went back to the start of the season and told me that Wisconsin and Illinois were going to play in week six and one team was going to have twice as many wins as the other, you know I would be taking Wisconsin, but that is not the case. Wisconsin's really struggling right now. And if you're Iowa, that's really good news because Wisconsin was probably your biggest threat in the Big Ten West. And having Wisconsin already lose a head-to-head matchup against Penn State this is a big opportunity for Iowa to really seize full control of that Big Ten West because if Iowa beats Penn State, they got two lead, two game lead on uh, Wisconsin. Nebraska's already taken a couple losses, so this Nebraska team looks like they're figuring things out as well. They may be the second best team, but they're already two down in the Big Ten West standings. So Big Ten West not very difficult compared to what Penn State faces in the Big Ten East. You still got Ohio State. You still got Michigan. Michigan State put up 40-something points. Showed some cracks on defense against Western Kentucky, but a Michigan State team still looking pretty darn good as well. So this is going to be a gauntlet for Penn State. It all gets started this weekend against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Penn State's going to be opening up as an underdog. Not too surprising. And as you see in the latest polls, there's a little bit of bulletin board material for Penn State to take advantage of. I'll update you on the poll situation coming up in our third and final segment of today's episode. Looking ahead to this upcoming matchup for Penn State against Iowa, I can imagine there's going to be some nervous moments and you might be sweating a little bit. Well, you might not be sweating as much if you use Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a line of antiperspirant protection for you. They come with antiperspirant wipes. They've also got uh, antiperspirant deodorant and lotions. No matter what you want to use to control how much you're profusely sweating. Because nobody likes being the sweaty guy. Nobody likes showing sweat stains through their shirts, right? Well, if you use Sweatblock, then those issues are going to be a thing of the past. Here's how it works, okay? At the end of the night, when you're watching your face, getting ready for bed, take one of those antiperspirant wipes, wipe your face, wipe any other area of concern that you have with sweating, and let it take action for a couple minutes. Then go to bed, wake up the next morning fully rested, and then all of a sudden you go through your morning routine and you're going to realize after a while that, hey, you're not sweating nearly as much as you used to. And it's all because of sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use the promo code Locked On. You can also catch it as a leading product on Amazon.com or at your local CVS. If you're like me, you were a little bit skeptical when you heard about Built Bars being the best tasting protein bars on the market, but they really are. It's a fact. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars. They taste just like chocolate bars. And in many cases, they're better than the chocolate bar you would get off the candy shelf at the register when you're checking out and making a quick impulse buy, right? So do yourself a favor. Go to BuiltBar.com and see all the variety of flavors that they have available to you. And then check out those nutritional facts. So you're going to get something between 17 and 18 grams of protein, depending on which flavor you get. 130 calories to 180 calories, once again, depending on the calorie count. And if you do the nutritional fact comparison side by side with Built Bars and other nationally leading protein bars out there, you will see just how far ahead of the game Built Bar is when it comes to finding a protein bar that tastes good, feels good, and gets the job done. So if you need something that's going to help you get through the mid-morning rush, get you to your lunch break, get you through your workout, help fill you feel full and ready to go, you got to check out Built Bars. They really are the best tasting protein bars out there. And go to BuiltBar.com. Save yourself 15% off your next order by using the promo code LOCKED15. One more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and save yourself 15% off your next order of the best tasting protein bar on the market. 
We're into our final segment of today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're hopping by on our YouTube channel, thank you for giving this video a thumbs up and leaving a comment down below so I know that you listened to this episode in full. So I want to make sure that you guys know that this is going to be a very fun week covering Penn State football. We do not get a top five showdown all that often, and this is going to be a massive week for Locked On Nittany Lions, as well as our friends over at Locked On Hawkeyes, because Penn State and Iowa are heading into a top four showdown this weekend in college football. That's right, top four showdown, not top five. Number three, Oregon losing this weekend to Stanford has opened up the door for some movement within the top 25. It was actually a really busy week around the world of college football. Lots of teams, I think it was nine ranked teams lost this past weekend. So Penn State continues to dodge the bullets there. Uh, Not really a concern there against Indiana, but I do feel as though uh, the Big Ten overall is treading on some thin ice because at some point these teams are going to start playing each other and some teams are going to have to lose. That is going to be the case this weekend when Penn State heads out to face the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa actually moved ahead of Penn State in the AP Top 25 this weekend by moving up two spots overall while Penn State stayed right at number four where they were a week ago. So the AP voters were certainly more impressed by what Iowa did this weekend on the road against Maryland compared to what Penn State did against Indiana. That's the only major difference there. Both teams now have a common opponent in Indiana. And I don't know which one you would suggest had the better performance. They both played at home. They both won decisively. Uh, Penn State pits a shutout while Iowa scored more points against uh, Indiana. I think you could actually say that there was a case to be made that Penn State had a better showing against Indiana than Iowa did overall. But hey, you know what? Who cares? Because something's got to give this weekend. And I think if you watched the college football final on ESPN, I saw that Joey Galloway and Jesse Palmer both had Penn State at number five in their top playoff picture right now with Iowa either number three or four, depending on which one was casting the vote. But they both said the same thing. It doesn't really matter where you put Penn State and Iowa this weekend because they're both in the top five at the very minimum, and one of them has to lose this weekend. So you win this game this weekend, whether you're Penn State or Iowa, you're putting yourself in a terrific position to make a run for the college football playoff. And, of course, neither one of these teams has been to the college football playoff, so that would be a major hurdle being cleared. But, of course, still a long way to go. Uh, But this bottom line is, Penn State is going to be coming into this weekend as an underdog. Uh, So I don't know if you expected Penn State to be an underdog when they went to Iowa at the beginning of the season, and certainly the way the season started. But, you know, as good as Penn State has been playing, Iowa arguably has been playing just a little bit better. And I actually kind of agree with the polls here, having Iowa ahead of Penn State right now. As much as I like what I'm seeing out of Penn State overall, I feel as though Iowa just gets a little bit more. They made me make a few more big plays, especially on defense. They've picked off like 11 or 12 passes already this season, and they've returned a few of them for touchdowns. So that is a big advantage that I think Iowa has coming into this game, knowing that they can pick apart quarterbacks. They have sent three quarterbacks in a row to the bench in their most recent game. So I don't think we'll get that far with Sean Clifford, but I think it's pretty clear that Sean Clifford is going to have his biggest test this weekend against the Iowa Hawkeyes, a really good pass defense. But we will have plenty of time all week long to break down this game from as many different angles as possible. I already mentioned earlier, but we do have a crossover that we are lining up with Andrew Wade from Locked On Hawkeyes. It's always fun working with him. Looking forward to breaking down what is sure to be a massive game on the Iowa side of things as well. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Look for that later this week. Uh, once again, thank you for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. If you're watching us here on YouTube, make sure you leave this video a thumbs up, not a thumbs down, a thumbs up, and make sure you leave a comment down below so I know what you thought about today's episode, some of your thoughts about this game, and what you're looking forward to. Of course, tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday, so get in your questions by following us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Locked on Nittany, so you can give us a like and a follow over there as well. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB and check out all my Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Also contributed to AthlonSports.com, and I'm sure I'll have a couple things to say about this game coming up over there as the week unfolds as well. Thank you once again for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. If you want your second listen of the day, hop on over to Locked On Bets, where your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, they're going to give you their daily picks. You got Monday Night Football tonight. You got some big college football. You got some baseball postseason action ready to get started. So lots of stuff going on over there with the Locked On Bets podcast. They're going to help make you some money with our friends from betonline.ag. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And I will talk to you guys all again tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks again. I'll see you then.